Hey, everyone. Welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany. Welcome, everyone. And we are here to discuss such an important topic. And you know, I'm here to help. That's the main goal here is to help. And um, I recently have met these two women sitting next to me with Overture Home Care. And they are here with Denise Helms and Paige Walk. Nice to meet you. Good you morning. Well. Good to see you. <laughs> I, when I read your website and read all of your information about your business, because you have a home care business. And when we say that, we are talking about aging because you, Paige, are a social worker by trade. That is your that is your passion. Yes. And Denise, you are a registered nurse. So you're on that side. So two different sides here, but they actually go together perfectly, right? They, we have found that. <laughs> they do. And both of us, our careers were in geriatrics mm-hmm. as are the older adult. Mm-hmm. As we, my nursing career was dealing with older adults and Paige's career. Mm-hmm. So the aging and ger- geriatrics, I was making, I, I, I had a friend that was, that was her major. And um, so when you, when we're talking about this in the aging population, my demographics are me, but go down as low as women 18 years old. All right. So when I, when I met you, I said, you know what, I, I, I don't think about this because it's not forefront. My dad's in his 70s and we're starting to think through this. And y'all, I mean, I have medication and supplements and I I'm I sometimes I'm like I did I take it? Did I? And I'm 57. But did I take it? Did I not? Then I think about my dad in that population because yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true, right? Is that a thing? Definitely. Um, medication reminders are a huge part of what we do. We have caregivers go into homes um, and can be there anywhere from four hours to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the main things to help people age in place is to ensure that they're taking their medication properly. So so let's start over. Mm-hmm. Tell us exactly what your business offers. So home care offers personal trained caregivers, individuals that come into your place of residence, whether that be in a home, whether it be in an independent living community, but they come to you and with a plan of care that's developed between our team and and the family, they do things such as um, assistance with bathings, preparation with meals, medication reminders, assistance with dressing, maybe doing exercises, mm-hmm. um, uh, maybe taking them to doctor's appointments if, if the family's not able to help with that. So we put a plan together with the family and then we find the best fit for a caregiver to place in that home to provide that type of care. And, the, and your providers are RNs, nursing, I mean, what, what is your what is your staff? What would that look like? So we do have RNs on staff, mm-hmm. but our caregivers could be um, certified nurses assistants mm-hmm. or um, companion care. So we do caregiver training to make sure they know how to um, assist with toileting if that's needed and how to do medication reminders, meal preparation. Um, we have them, you know, help people drive them to the beauty shop once a week. Mm-hmm. So um, we help, they don't have to have a certification, um, but we 
train them to be sure. a caregiver mm-hmm. to be able to complete those tasks. Fully vetted through your company for sure. Correct. Correct. Yes. So what would the population, what would the demographics, the age of your main clients be? And is the client me, the child, or is it the actual senior? It's the senior. Um, We also understand that our clients are also our caregivers um, and the family. So it's threefold. Um, There might be a trust officer involved. There might be a guardian involved or um, an aunt that has helped, you know, Mm -hmm. in the care. So, um, you know, all of those are our clients. But as far as the caregiver is concerned, her main focus is the actual elderly person that she's helping with. That she's helping. Who plans ahead? You know what, and I'll tell you in that case, um, the person we first make contact with is often the daughter or the wife of the son, the daughter-in-law. Oh, wow. So, um, you know, not not everybody is so forward-thinking to make um, plans for their aging. Mm-hmm. And so when the family sees that there's been, a, there's a challenge there, um, it's typically the, the daughter that's, you know, mid fifties. That would be us. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's us. We are in the same age bracket and, mm-hmm. and it's true. I mean, it's, I mean, getting to know y'all, it's, it really does open my eyes and that's what I'm hoping all of you out there are listening because it'll happen. It's Mm -hmm. going to happen. And the goal is to not to prepare for it because it's really difficult to handle that type of situation when it's a crisis. Dad's coming out of the hospital on Friday and I need to figure out what I'm going to do because mom's not strong enough to take care of him. That type of situation. Those are really difficult. So if you can be thinking ahead and really having some plans in place mm-hmm. that makes a world of difference. Exactly. And knowing the plan, uh, my husband's parents are deceased and they wanted to stay at home. It was mm-hmm. so important to stay at home. And this was several years ago. And your company is held. We're in our seventh year. Seventh year. Mm-hmm. So we had a very difficult time finding a nurse to come in because it was, a, I mean, both of them, then she died. And, and what happens when one dies and it's the, the, the female dies, what happens? Right. The, the care, male, the caregiver is <laughs> gone. Right. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and depends. my mom died very, very young. And, um, so my dad, he was young, you know, he was in his fifties and, and it's, it, it, he could go, he was strong enough to keep going. Now depression was there, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, if you're in your 70s, well, actually, my in-laws were in their 90s, and it was very difficult to find a you, your company, something mm-hmm. like that at the time, because they just were not leaving the house. So how many people do you have or a population that has, I'm not going to, what is it, assisted living? Is, or nursing me. home. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the majority mm-hmm. of um, seniors, there's been studies done, and, you know, I think it's like 92% would like to remain at home. Um and if you on the street would ask anyone, would you rather live at home as you age or move to a nursing home? The choice is going to be live at home. So we are here to figure out how to help that happen. Um, Denise started um, Overture. We, we grew up in the business together and always knew we'd land back together. I stayed home with kids for a while and um, Denise started Overture for that reason, um, to keep people aging in place at home, keep them safe, um, 
So it's a really inspirational thing that that she has created and it's been extremely successful in Tarrant Parker, Johnson and Hood counties. Wow, that is the area. Tell us one more mm-hmm. time the areas that you do serve. It's um, our, our primary population is in Tarrant County, mm-hmm. but we also serve Parker County, Johnson and Hood County. We're licensed based on counties counties in, in the okay. state of Texas, which is why we define it that way. Absolutely. And see, this is so important because we don't know this. I mean, people just don't know this. I'm going to take you back earlier when we were talking about the aging parent. And if the daughter is the one that calls you, mm-hmm. she may have small children. She may have a career, right? Correct. And how you get help. I, I was reading in your services, Meals, because a lot of aging, the aging population I'm seeing loses weight, right? So they're not nourished. So what do you do with the meals? You you do provide that, right? The service. We do provide the service. We have um, caregivers that like to cook and we match them with the people that need um, those services. A lot of times it's reminders. Um, a lot of times they, if you, if we are taking care of somebody with dementia, they will forget to eat or forget if they have eaten or not. Um, so that, that's a big issue. Um, the other thing is loneliness and isolation and not wanting to eat by yourself. You know, um, most people don't prefer to eat by themselves. They want. So having someone in their home on a regular basis that they can, you know, be a companion with, um, helps increase the appetite. Absolutely. I mean, just the compassion. I was thinking about that, you know, we're busy and sometimes you just go, I just need some alone time. But if you had (laughs) alone time 24 seven and you didn't have a community and you didn't have, you couldn't get out. I mean, so you have people that are, or you're, you have people on staff that will just go and be a companion, right? Yeah, play dominoes, oh go for a walk outside, mm-hmm. you know, do do those type of things. Sit down together for a meal, but right. be able to give that person, um, like you said, some companionship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, um, we were talking about my hearing aids when I, I was telling you both when I took them off to put my headphones on. And um, the, at the time it was, sh- I was just I said, I'm not going to wear them. I'm not, I'm not doing it. It's not that bad. It's that bad. But she was telling me that there's a study that if you do not get hearing care, you there it is. It, it can cause onset dementia. And I was just like, OK, I'm, I'll, <laughs> I'll be right over because we don't want that. Mm-hmm. So when I I, w- I want you to tell us the difference between Alzheimer's and dementia or is there a difference? So dementia is, if you think of an umbrella, dementia is the umbrella. And there are many types of dementia and Alzheimer's is the most prevalent type of dementia. There's also things like frontal lobe dementia or Parkinsonian's dementia. Um, What am I forgetting? Lewy body. Vascular dementia. I mean, there's just a, there's so many different types of dementia that just exhibit a little bit different symptoms, but they're all a type of dementia. And I compare it to like cancer being the umbrella mm-hmm. and under cancer, there's <sighs> breast cancer, colon cancer, brain cancer, bone cancer. I mean, so it's, it's similar. It's the mm-hmm. same sort of concept. So Alzheimer's is the, no, or dementia, dementia is, is the, the umbrella. umbrella. And then Alzheimer's is in there with the different forms. Um, is it, 
Is everyone going to suffer from dementia? The statistics today say that over the age of 65, one in nine will have dementia. One in nine? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it is pretty prevalent. And, and I guess one thing that, that is amazing to me, this is not a, a problem for the United States. This is a worldwide problem. So it is not only happening here in America. Mm-hmm. It's happening worldwide. And what's causing this? I mean, there's aging. so many studies. Yes, aging because we're, we're living longer. There's studies being done for diet, um, hearing loss, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, women are more likely to get it. Are um, they really? Yeah, we have a great chap- local chapter of Alzheimer's Association who does um, helps with a lot of the research, and as, as well as we're we're blessed in this community with dementia friendly Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do a lot of resource outside education um, about dementia. And that's a great, you know, a great place to go for statistics. And Denise and I get our information and facts and figures from them. So mm-hmm. they're a great and resource. UNT Health Science oh, yeah. has an incredible geriatric program that specializes in dementia. Mm-hmm. And so they do a lot of ed- community education. This is just a great community to live in if you're looking for information about dementia. Mm-hmm. And early onset is a thing, right? And mm-hmm. when I say early onset, give me an age. We had a 56-year-old. No, we, I know. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I really? know. Yeah. And heartbreaking. We hear, uh, we get calls from young, in their young 50s. Young 50s. And is it the patient calling you? It's the That's, spouse, typically. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They have to quit work. They're working still. They may still have children at home or in college. And it is. It's, it's a sad mm-hmm. situation. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and I uh, go, do y'all go into the pantry and just go, what am I doing in here? I mean, I know there was something I needed. <laughs> That's not to mention. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is that? Hormones, lack thereof. <laughs> it's too many things on Stress, your mind. You're multitasking. I know. I know. I uh, I had a friend on that is a neuroscientist and she was telling me, I'm like, I am the queen of multitasking. She goes, it's not, it's not productive. You, you, you cannot do that. I went, yes, I can. I can empty the dishwasher, eat a sandwich and, and make a phone call. At the same. She's like, but it's not productive. You're over, you're overstimulating your brain. Is that true? I don't know. I, I've I'm heard guilty. of that. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of being a multitasker. A multitasker. I know. Yeah. I know for sure it is. Well, it's amazing because that is so scary to me. You know, just the, that, that is, you know, that's life. It's it's less common. Let me just say that. The number of the people that the early onset is certainly much less common. It, it It is a thing, but you're more likely to see after the age of 70, 75 that that you really start to see the signs of dementia. And the great thing about um, families that call is if their loved one has early stages of dementia, there might be small things that they're forgetting, like the medication or forgetting to eat. And the sooner you get help, the more, you know, we can um, help with reminders, help with training, um, doing little exercises with them, puzzles, you know, crosswords, things like that to keep their brain, you know, active and functioning. And You know, and I would say it, just one thing for your listeners is if you are experiencing a family member or loved one with dementia, it's so important to educate yourself because it is a disease. 
for the loved one, just like any other disease, you know, diabetes, cancer, what, whatever. And they can't, they're going to go through this process and, and the family needs to understand it. So they change how they interact with that person because they honestly can't remember. Mm. And there's certain things that we as the loved ones or the family members or caregivers can do to help that whole situation. Really? That is fascinating because it's so needed. I mean, amazing. So Paige, you mentioned diet, diet. And I know my listeners and followers want to hear that. Can you shed a light on that? Mediterranean diet is what is being studied. And that's what still they're living longer with less prevalence of dementia. So, mm -hmm. Is it the blue zone? The blue, zone. uh, the blue zones here. Um, there's a local chapter, and they talk a lot about the um, diet, the the things that are keeping people living longer and um, happier, and without dementia. And that diet is definitely one of them. Absolutely. So I was reading again through your services, and um, my husband's son has um, has diabetes type one, and administration, uh, administering insulin, for example, right? I mean, because y'all can do that. You can send your, your, your nurses out to do that type of thing, right? Catheters, all these things. You know, we can. Um, a lot of those type of services we do in our senior communities mm -hmm. because they're multiple, multiple times a day and it doesn't, right. we're not able to go into a house, drive to a house four times a day for a type exactly. of, of, of um, task. But in our senior communities, we have a number of people that come home from the hospital that may have some medical devices or special needs. And in those cases, that's that's part of why we have our RNs on staff. Mm -hmm. Because I saw that and I thought, gosh, I, I mean, I can't imagine just how 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 important that would be because mm -hmm. just losing motor function and 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 just as in the aging process right right I mean part of a good example is if there's a couple um, in their 80s and one of them has to go to the hospital for a knee replacement and they're educating upon discharge and said you need to change the bandage every four hours. You need to make sure and pick up these prescriptions and, and, you know, change these medicines and then make them walk 10 feet, you know, every two hours. And, and we're expecting a 80 year old, you know, small female to do that and remember all of those things. And that's where our caregivers come in. Right. So important. And, um, especially leaving the hospital and I'm um, doing my husband here recently had foot surgery and, I couldn't go back and talk to the physician or the nurses. I could, of course, COVID. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So couldn't go back. And I, and the paperwork was, I mean, it was not complete. It was just not complete. And we didn't, we did I mean, I just, I was like, well, wait. And he, of course he was sedated. So he didn't know. Plus he's a man. So. <laughs> he wasn't listening. <laughs> he wasn't listening. Of course. So I was so discouraged, but thinking about that when when they're when you're old, you're 30 old. years from now. Oh, girl. Um, yeah. You know, just the, th the thought process of things that are going on. I was talking to my daughter, which is 23, and she is uh, only child. And and she uh, I was telling her how important this is, this conversation, because she'll be the one. She's mm -hmm. the only one. You know, she will be the one for sure. But interesting. OK, so respite care. Right. Short term is y'all can do when your term. I want you to explain. 
Is this a long-term contract someone would sign with you? Is it a short-term? Is it just by the, you know what I mean? It, it's as needed. We're, we're, we pride ourselves on how flexible we are. If, if someone is getting home from the hospital and needs us for two weeks, um, then we leave after two weeks. Our caregivers are trained on, to look for improvements and say, you know, if they are fully capable of taking care of themselves, there's no reason for us to be there. So we love those cases where people improve and then we stop services and they may call us a couple of years down the line. So that's more of a respite thing. If we have families that need to go on vacation, but their dad is unsafe staying by himself and no one's going to stay there, then we'll come in for a week and um, help with, you know, what his needs are and making sure they're safe. He's safe. Well, till they come back, um, any other respite situation. Those are typically the ones that we do a lot of just short term. Give the family a break. If you've got some great family caregivers, you've got mom and dad living with you, but you might need that break. That's a perfect time to consider home care right, exactly. for respite. Exactly. So you were talking about nursing homes. What is the difference between a nursing home, assisted living, and there's their Another word. There's independent living, there's memory care, and all of those are needed and have a place. And we grew up, Denise and I both grew up in the nursing home, skilled nursing arena, and there are some great ones out there and they are um, really uh, needed. We recommend them sometimes for for people that were are no longer safe at home, even with a caregiver around the clock. Um, so those are for long-term, um, pretty ill um, clients. And then assisted living is where you may need, um, a medication reminder. It's a facility where you go in and live and they have um, a medication aid on staff and also, um, meals. Meals are provided. Yep. And then independent living is just like you're in an apartment with 55 plus and, um, uh, friends and you just want to be social and, you know, be in an environment. I, I feel like some of the communities we go into, it's like a, um, a lifetime cruise. It's like the greatest yeah, there's meals, meals. There's chefs. There's games. Shows. There's shows. They take them to the symphony. I mean, yeah, it's it's amazing the the services that our community has out there. So there's a need for all of them. What we provide is another need, and for those that want to remain in their home or even independent community or assisted living, they may need a little extra help. And they, and, and, and these assisted living places in the, in the nursing home and all these facilities in Tarrant County, I bet they welcome your, your, your services, right? I mean, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they love it, right? We partner with them because they, are, you know, we're additional help for right their support. patients. Have y'all had, and during COVID in the climate and the culture, is it difficult to find staff most definitely. We're, we're like everybody else in Every the nation. Every industry, right? Yeah. Right. And, you know, you would think caregivers are just caregivers at heart. They're always going to want to work, but that's not the case. And um, we, we as a company have put a pretty significant focus on recruitment and then on retention. Once we've hired a good caregiver, it's our job to keep them. And so um, we do a lot of things for our current employees to make them happy. We're currently an employer of choice. Um, we have that designation from Home Care Pulse, but it's based on surveying our employees and they're happy. And right. that we found that that, taking that approach along with obviously recruitment has helped us grow and maintain our staff. And Denise, you and I were talking about this before we, we all were. We were talking about 
if it's, it's not just a job because the specialty of geriatrics is a special, very specialized portion of healthcare, right? I mean, you have yeah. to have that passion, right? Yeah. Patience, compassion, Paige, compassion. you were saying, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, um, I, the, the patients would be, I would assume that would yes. be one of them and As, how to work with the elderly. Right. And we do, we have a skills lab on site at our um, office on university and that's a, that's a big deal. And we're excited about that because we can train the caregiver, you know, techniques if somebody needs a certain sort of lift or, um, would be transferring or how mm-hmm. to do vital signs. If you're needing to monitor the blood pressure, I want the caregivers to know how to do that and what that means and just a number of different tasks. And you call this, you have a, a training center, right? Mm-hmm. It's a skill. We call it a skills lab, but it's wow. the same thing. And we, um, when we're interviewing, when our retention team and recruitment team is interviewing, um, that is a big thing they look for. They may have their application, but you can't tell if they have compassion, if they truly like working with elderly. And you can get that on an interview much more than you can a piece of paper. Okay. So we pride ourselves in being able to identify the people that they're there, not because just because they need a paycheck, but because right. they actually enjoy and or have patients. That's a huge one, especially people with dementia who may repeat themselves mm-hmm. over and over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the spouse has no patience for that, but our caregiver um, has training in how to redirect them and reminisce. Let's talk about something else. How about we go outside instead of just constantly repeating? Exactly. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, when my mom had cancer, um, four years and a lot of trips to MD Anderson from a small town. And, you know, it took a toll on her, of course. But what it did to my dad was just heartbreaking because he couldn't help. And um, he's a fixer and it just he he couldn't help. And they did have home health care come in to help him from time to time. But it um, it was very sporadic. You know, so it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are y'all different from home health care? That is a great question. And, what, <laughs> and one that we get frequently because mm-hmm. there's a lot of confusion about home care or home health and what the difference is. Um, home health is a more of a medically driven agency. They have RNs, they have LVNs, they have physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, social workers. You have to have a physician order for it. Mm. And it's meant to be a short-term in-home intervention to get the person to the to where they can be independent again. It's often done after a hospital discharge or if somebody had a fall, maybe their physician would order it, but they're only in there maybe one time a week to three times a week for an hour. Mm-hmm. They're there medically to do things, help you get better. Right. Home care, on the other hand, which is what we are, is an agency that provides one-on-one personal attendance or personal assistance in your home for what we call our activities of daily living, bathing, toileting, eating, dressing, all of those. So we're we're not we're not there to do the Vital signs and manage your meds and give you physical therapy. We're there to help you do your daily living tasks. Gotcha. That defined it all Mm -hmm. right there. That made it, that made it, that was a clicking aha moment for sure with your company. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Part of the reason Denise chose to do home care instead of home health is because um, Medicare and managed Medicare 
dictates what home health does and how long they can stay. Home care, the family or the client dictates how long we stay. Um, So we stay anywhere from four hours at a time to 24 hours a day. And you're, 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 when we talk about this, and I know this, I will have direct messages about this and I'll direct them right to you. I read that insurance, you do accept insurance. Some insurance covers it. it. Can you even speak on insurance? Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. tough. I mean. It is. And long-term care insurance policies, we accept. So if someone has um, opted to pay for a long-term care insurance policy, that will assist with paying for it used to be called a nursing home policy oh wow well that's words and verbiage have changed (laughs) yeah (laughs) right that is a negative connotation right it is it is so you do accept that we do how many people really think through and get that type of insurance and at what age should you start you should start before the age of 50 (laughs) It's, it's, it's an expensive option um a lot of clientele that we're taking care of now, it was a part of their um, benefit for their job, for their long-term jobs. Like it would be um, Lockheed and the Bell Helicopter. Bell Helicopter. Some of those, those more blue-collar and, mm-hmm. and skilled mixed um, companies would offer that as a benefit to their employees. So we see a lot of people with long-term care policies from that. Wow. Yeah. In time. They don't do, we don't do that anymore. Companies, companies yeah. don't throw that in as they just benefit because no. it's just so expensive. And expensive. Well, and the mm-hmm. other thing, so then for paying for home care, mm-hmm. not home health, home care, we are privately paid for. We are not covered by Medicare. We are not covered by med, um, managed Medicare plans or replacement plans. Um, home health, on the other hand, is with the physician order, a skilled need and covered by Medicare. Um, or the insurance plans, but our services as of today are not. There's talk in legislature that that they're looking at um, managed care plans, really tr- understanding the benefit of our services and feeling it's worthwhile to have some home care to assist people staying at home and prevent falls and take their meds. They see the benefit of it, but we're not, as of today, it's not, not there covered. Yet. Not there yet. I know that you're involved in the Texas legislature with a lot of this with the elderly. Yes. Are we making strides as a, as a state to get better? Yes. We're that, that is what is, there is an initiative to do that. Um, I'm on a, um, a advisory committee for a rehab advisory committee and, um, a stay at home advisory committee. Um, there's a lot more coordination of services, which has been really a broken system in Texas. And I think across the whole nation mm-hmm. where people don't know what is out there. And so there's a lot of coordination trying to pull some committees together or some services together where you can one one phone call. The goal is one phone call to ask any question, whether it's a Medicaid question, a Medicare question, a home health. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of effort to coordinate information because it's been so broken. And it, and and and. This is, I mean, I'm just eyes wide open right now because I don't know. You don't know where to turn, right? I mean, yeah. we're turning to y'all for sure. Yeah. Instead <laughs> of having to wait until there's a crisis and, you know, mm-hmm. dad right. falls and has to go, you know, know to the hospital. Right. So, so do you have, do you have people that call you like now and say, we need help tomorrow? 
Is that? Oh yeah. <laughs> we need help this afternoon. I mean, yeah. is that, that is that, I mean, I, I know that would be not ideal, right? But it happens. It right? does happen. It does happen. And we also get calls and we had a call the other day and they said, we need help in May because they're, um, the person, the daughter that was living with them is going back to work. So, um, that was a month ago that they called. So we do have people that plan ahead. Um, but sometimes it's not an option because you don't know when no. a medical incident is going to take place. So, right. um, yeah, we, we have to be flexible. Yeah. And, and how many people approximately do you have on staff? I think it was 240 caregivers, 240 Yay. caregivers. Um, there's 22 of us in the office. In the office. Wow. And then, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) I'm just so happy where you are. Can you believe where you are? Because I know you both have been in the industry together and and Paige, you've been in, you've also had PR and recruiting Mm -hmm. experience too. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking to the girl that can Mm -hmm. recruit business development, um, a lot of business development experience too. And and you Mm -hmm. know, people throughout the years that you've met, right. Mm -hmm. And you just, you bring them in and that's how you guys met, right. In the industry. Yeah, when we were young, young, young in our careers, our first careers in um, long-term care, we met. And so... Stuck together. Yeah, there are times that we look at each other, and you're right, saying, can you believe we've done this? We've done this. <laughs> I know, I know, it's amazing. And um, and the growth, there's so much growth to be had. Mm-hmm. I mean, because is this a type of, um, is this a type of business that's common? Yeah, you know, there, there's probably 80 other home care agencies in the Tarrant County zip codes, um, but the majority of those are what we call franchises. Okay. Okay, the visiting angels right at home. I mean, there's just okay, a gotcha. number of like more common names that you probably see on commercials. Sure. They have mm-hmm. a national presence and they're what they call a franchise. They all rubber stamp and do things the same. Right. Um, as far as... Um, being a successful independent, which is what we decided to do, is just to take our creativity and our experience and make it the best we could. Um, those are probably much, much fewer to find. Right, right. Because you have the passion, and and you're and it's it's you mm-hmm. it's you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And your husband works, right, Denise? He you? does. Yes, I mean, <laughs> he's he probably handles the checkbook a little oh, bit more. Than gosh, stay in your lane, everyone. I always say, stay. Yeah. <laughs> make me write checks. Yeah, no, he mm-hmm. handles more of the business aspect of things. But he's he is his passion is really more the caregivers. He's really pushed us to like move our retention and what are we doing for our caregivers? We need caregiver of the year. I mean, he is passionate about the population that are that are caregivers for us. Wow. I mean, you have someone on your team and I, and I, and I, I have um, podcasts about, and a lot of people that ask me about career changes and shifts in careers. Zach was a poli sci major, but he was a middle school principal principal, <laughs> mm-hmm. and made the shift to come with you guys. And I'm, I'm not sure of his title, but he's executive director, executive director. So Rob, was mentoring at the school where Zach was and just really thought a lot of them. They, they grew a friendship and then asked him to join um, the team. He so. wanted to make a change out of education and yeah. he had his master's. He, um, I mean, previously he was thinking his whole career was going to be in education and kind of moving up the career ladder there and just decided it was time for him to make a career change, but didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. 
So, but we recognize that his skill set in running a school and dealing with parents and children and, you know, government entities, just everything that that he knew well Mm -hmm. would benefit us as an agency. And he's been an, an awesome Higher. addition to mm-hmm. you you know yeah. as I read that and I it, it immediately I, I do have a lot of people that want us to talk about career changes I mean it's amazing and I saw that and it stuck out to me I went changing mm-hmm. career because you know I do hear they're leaving education a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of uh, unfortunately unfortunately but, yeah you know but what a great addition to your I mean if you can oh, manage yeah. a middle school yeah <laughs> <laughs> teachers children and parents yes. right mm-hmm. absolutely exactly. absolutely and so now he's dealing with parents and more the children right. the children's are the one that uh, calling him instead exactly. of the parents that's so great well uh-huh. I can see the passion in your eyes your resume speaks for itself. I'm so impressed with what you're doing. And I'm just so happy to meet you guys because this is, again, I'll say it again. It's just so necessary. You know it more than I do. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was telling everyone, I was telling uh, Denise and Paige that I did prepare. I did. I know I know about you, mm-hmm. but I wanted you to teach me because I'm afraid I'm the mass here, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not being prepared. Not being yeah. prepared. Well, yeah. it's yeah. so great to meet you and and I hope to see you again soon. And yeah. how can we find you? So overturehomecare.com uh, is the easiest way. Um, our 817-887-9401 is our office number. So, and, you know, yeah, we're located. Call. We have an office here off University and Granbury Road. Right. So that's where our main offices are. Mm-hmm. So great. Well, yeah. Wonderful. Well, I'll be calling you someday. Well, no, I won't. My daughter will call you someday. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, I love on your website. I love this because it says so much. Um, Overture Home Care, patience, dignity, and discretion. And that's three words that's so incredibly needed, mm-hmm. not just in, in your industry, but so many more. I mean, I can't say that enough. And I know your Instagram is at Overture Home Care. And um, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank, thank you, you for having us. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everyone, thank you so much for listening today. A lot of great information. And hey, give them a call. They're so happy to help. And of course, let me know what you're thinking. And rate and review this podcast. Go. We're trying to get up in that Spotify world, that Apple world. And everyone, have a wonderful day. And keep being fabulous. Bye.